Hey everybody, I just want to welcome you guys to Centerpoint Church. We're so glad we're we're so glad that you're here, and we're so glad, I'm sure Jesus is so glad you're here too. Um, first and foremost, happy Veterans Day. Any veterans out there? Raise your hands. Anybody? Yeah. Woo! Round of applause there, yeah. Um, uh, kids, we can dismiss them now for elementary. And then uh, take a minute to greet everybody. Look to your neighbor to your left, to your right, give them a shake. Meet somebody. Am I taking that take one? that one if you want. Hey, good morning. Um, today, tomorrow. All right, all right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, let me try one more time. All right, good morning. How's everybody doing? Yeah, all right, there we go. A little bit more life. All right, well, good morning, guys. It's glad to see you all here today and your wonderful smiling faces on this wonderfully hot uh, November, uh, blistering 30-some degrees outside. So glad to see you guys. Listen, um, we're going to continue a series here we've been doing entitled Hearing the Voice of God. Um, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you turn to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, the 22nd chapter, 22nd chapter. And while you're going through the book of Numbers and getting there in the 22nd chapter, if you have your Bibles with you, um, I'll be praying for us while you guys are flipping through. Um, dear God, please open our hearts, open our ears uh, to hear your word, to hear your truth, uh, to hear from you, Father. Speak to us in a way that we understand you, that you bring clarity to our thoughts and to our mind that we would have a more deeper connection and relationship with you. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles or your apps, or if you don't have any of those things, we're going to have the scriptures on the screen as well. The book of Numbers, 22nd chapter, verses 18 through 22. And we're going to ask that you stand as we read God's word. Amen. Then Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the world of my Lord, of the Lord my God, to do less or more. Now, therefore, please, you also stay here tonight, that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men came to, you, to call you, rise and go with them, but only the word which I speak to you that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the prince, the princess, no, the prince of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding his donkey, and his two servants were with him. Amen. You guys may be seated. You guys may be seated. We're dealing with hearing the voice of God. There are five ways that we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. We've dealt with two. We're on the third one today. 
Uh, we talked about hearing the word of God or the voice of God through God's word, through his Bible. Uh, we talked about hearing him through his, his word, reading it, understanding it, beginning to, to burn it into our spirits, our minds, processing it, letting God speak to us through his word. We talked about um, hearing God through prayer, um, praying to God and having uh, God speak to us and listening, knowing how to pray that we can start to get in tune with God. And today we're going to start talking about hearing the voice of God through circumstances, through circumstances. The next two uh, weeks, this week and next week, are going to be critical ways that we hear God's voice because a lot of times he speaks to us through life. Um, the word is there, and as we get more in tune, uh, we'll hear from him. Uh, as we're praying and we get more in tune in relationship with him, we'll hear from him. But there are two ways that he, like, he just speaks to us almost like physically in a way that just really gets our attention, and that's through circumstances. I want to go through five points with you guys today on how he speaks to us through circumstances, how we deal with that through circumstances. What does this mean, circumstances? In other words, he deals with us and speaks to us in and through in the way we operate in life. There are situations and moments in life where God gets our attention or tries to get our attention, and it's when we're doing our everyday life situations. I want to kind of share that with you guys for the next few minutes. The first point I want to share with you is found in Numbers 22, 23. When things are not going your way, and everybody can kind of say, yeah, I experienced that <laughs> just about every day in some form or fashion. God speaks to us um, when things are not going our way. Let's pay attention to what's going on with Balaam, and I'll kind of give you some background of what's happening there. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. So here's what's going on. Um, these guys have come and they're asking um, Balaam to pronounce some kind of blessing or curse on these people that are bothering um, them. And so they come and he sends, the king sends his prince, his son, and he says, listen, talk to Balaam. I want you to get Balaam's attention. I want you to have Balaam come, this holy man of God, and pronounce this curse on these people so that they would just go away and leave us alone. And so Balaam says, basically, listen, I'm not going unless God tells me to go. That's not what I do. Even if I went and God didn't tell me to go, I couldn't do anything without his power. And so God tells him, he says, listen, go to sleep. If these guys come back to you in the morning, then go out and, and start to on your journey, and I'll tell you what to say when you get there. The problem is that Balaam doesn't wait for them to speak to him. He doesn't wait for these men to come ask him again, should we go? Balaam just gets up and says, all right, guys, let's go. He hops on his donkey, and he starts going in this path in this direction. The problem is God is highly upset with him because he wasn't obedient to what God said. Y'all with me so far? And so he hops on his donkey, and he starts traveling down this road, and the donkey sees this angel that the Lord has given that is going to come down and kill Balaam because Balaam has been disobedient. And so what this donkey does is somehow, supernaturally, whatever, this donkey sees this angel and decides to go in a totally different direction. And you and I in life are going to experience times when life goes in a different direction from what we planned. We had it scripted out. We saw it on YouTube. We saw it on Facebook. We read all of these magazines and these books. And we said, this is how we want life to be. We expect marriage to go this way. We expect to go to high school, go to college. I'm going to be a basketball player, a football player. I'm going to be a journalist. And we have all of these plans. And sometimes life doesn't go the way we want it to. And Balaam is realizing that he's trying to go somewhere that this stupid donkey won't take him. And he gets highly upset because the donkey's not going the way he wants it to. And so he starts to beat the donkey. The Bible says he hits the donkey. 
It's funny because if you and I look at our lives, there are plenty of things we have started to hit when life doesn't go our way. We hit the refrigerator. Some of us hit the gym way too hard and way too much. Some of us start hitting up all of our friends and talking and giving out all of our issues and all of our problems and telling everybody our business. Some of us start to hit the bottle. Some of us start to hit that joint or whatever it is that you like to smoke or participate when life is getting frustrating. Some of us hit the internet. Some of us hit the mall. Some of us hit the online shopping and we spend and we spend and we spend. Some of us hit our spouses. But when life gets frustrating and it's not going our way, we find ourselves like Balaam a lot of times, starting to hit everything. And so Balaam in his frustration is starting to hit something. He's hitting it because it's not happening the way he planned it to. And God, why are you frustrating with me and not letting me go in my direction? Here's what happens next in this story. Point number two, not only are things not going your way, but now you're feeling the pressure. Verse 24. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood. Hold on, stop right there. Hold on, stop at 25. Here we go, here we go. Watch this. So Balaam's on this donkey. He's hit it enough times that the donkey starts going in this direction again. And then the angel of the Lord appears again because Balaam's going down a path that God did not intend Balaam to go down. So it pulls out his sword, getting ready to strike Balaam again. And this donkey this time starts going towards this vineyard. It starts leaning. Have you ever experienced life where you're like, all right, we're back on track. Here we go. Oh, no. No, no, no. What's happening? No, no, no. This way. This way. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Life starts happening. You start going in a different direction. And it says that Balaam starts to get his foot close to this vineyard wall. Do you ever feel pressure in life when life is not going the way you planned it to? It's this amazing frustration that I have a plan, I have a purpose, I have a desire, I have a goal, and when life starts going in this direction you didn't plan, you can start to feel the pressure. Man, I was planning for this job to kick in and and the bank account's getting low. You start feeling that what? Pressure. We've been to marriage counselor after marriage counselor. We're down to our last one. We're down to our last hope. I'm starting to feel this what? Pressure. And then it says that as Balaam is starting to get close to this wall, that his foot begins to get crushed between the donkey and the wall. Not only is there pressure, but sometimes in this life there is pain when this plan doesn't happen the way we planned it to. There's this pain. Some of us are dealing with emotional, spiritual, physical, mental pain. Because life didn't go the way I planned it to. The job didn't happen like I expected it to. The raise didn't happen like I thought it would. She didn't cook what I thought. That's really superficial, guys. I'm sorry. I want ribs. What is this? But it didn't come. It didn't happen the way I planned it to. And now I am in all kinds of pain and turmoil. I'm so frustrated. I don't feel like doing that Jesus stuff today. Spiritual pain. Why didn't he answer? Why didn't he deliver? Why didn't he give me what I wanted? I prayed. I went to church. I went to Bible. Where is God? And there's spiritual pain. There's this emotional pain. There's this physical pain. Where is this sciatica coming from? 
Where is this drama coming from? Where is this sickness coming from? I work out every day. I'm healthy. What in the world? That guy's got a thousand cheeseburgers and probably weighs a hundred pounds more than me. How did he get sick and not me? Physical pain. Because this, this plan that I had is not working. And man, it is frustrating. And it says that not only Balaam is experiencing the pressure not only experiencing the pain, but I don't know about you and I, whenever you feel trapped and in pain, you start to panic. Man, as a husband, what am I going to do when we only have this amount of money left in the bank account? What am I going to do when I got, my kids are asking to go here and there, and I know how much I got till we make it to the next paycheck? Anyone else has been there? It's just me? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I mean, man, when you got seven more days to get to a paycheck and that gas is on three-fourths full, three dollars, right, three dollars in the account. <laughs> man, if you don't know the magic of swiping that card and saying they only charge me a dollar a day, so I'll be fine, bam, I got one witness, praise God. If you don't know what that life is like, <laughs> I can get $45 on a dollar of gas in my account. This is amazing. We just made it that panic starts to kick in. How many video games do I have to sell so that we can have enough for next week? That panic starts to kick in. I can only imagine Balaam is not going where he wanted to go in life where his plan was, and he's experiencing this pressure, this pain, and this panic. And finally, I don't know what he does, but he kind of tries to get this donkey to move again. He tries to get it to go somewhere, and we've gone through not going anywhere to feeling the pressure to now, oh, we're not going anywhere. Watch this in point 26 and 20, uh, verse 26 and 27, point number three. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn, either to the right or to the left. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord. She lay under Balaam, so Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Here's this animal that has literally backed Balaam up into a corner. It's backed itself into a vineyard, and there's a wall on this side, a wall on this side. His foot, his foot is crushed. He's frustrated. He can't go anywhere. And this angel's kind of like, I got you nail, Balaam. And he starts to advance towards Balaam. And so this donkey just drops down. It just lays down. Can you imagine? Not only are you feeling the pressure of life, but now you're not going anywhere. I want you to remember that Balaam started this journey out with four or five other people. Remember, the prince came to him. He left out with the prince. The prince started riding on. Prince came with some people because the prince is never going to come by himself. So the prince has his group of people with him. And Balaam must be thinking to himself, everybody else is traveling along life and they're doing fine. And this dumbass of mine will not move. It's a donkey. A donkey is, don't, whoa, stick with me. This ass is not moving forward. Everybody else is going their way. Their ass is traveling down the road. Their ass is having a great time, and my ass isn't moving anywhere. Is any, like, is, that's life. And you can only imagine the frustration that Balaam is feeling when you look at your own life and say to yourself, why is everybody else going the way they want to go, and I'm not going anywhere? And Balaam is highly upset, he's highly angry, he's highly frustrated. 
because he can't go anywhere in life. And point number four happens, which is probably the most amazing three verses I've ever read in a really long time. Watch this. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have abused me, I wish there was a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. Look what's happening. Um, there's going to come a point when you're not going anywhere you want to go, when you're feeling this pressure, when it's not going your way, that you need to stop, shut up, and, and you need to have a conversation. How mad is Balaam that he is arguing with a donkey and he doesn't even think about it? Like, they hold a dialogue for three verses of Scripture, and Balaam's like, Ah, I wish I could kill you. And this donkey's like, what have I ever done? It's your fault I'm not going. You're talking to a donkey guy, and you're not even really getting what's happening. But if you look at verse 28, it says that the Lord opened the donkey's mouth to speak. In order to get clarity of what's happening in life, sometimes you need to sit down and have spiritual conversations. You can call your girlfriend, you can call your homie, you can go look on what Oprah's channel's got going on, you can look at all that stuff and get all the wisdom you can want to get. But you're going to need to sit down and have spiritual conversations. God opens this donkey's mouth and begins to allow this donkey to speak supernaturally that Balaam would have a spiritual conversation. Have you ever sat in the car and said, why aren't you turning over? If the car spoke to you this morning, God is faithful. <laughs> Real life illustration. What would you do if that steering wheel just started speaking? <laughs> and you sat there and talked to this steering wheel that's like, hey, listen, you didn't put gas in me last night. We told you four times, go get gas. I was cold. If you were cold, then you really would. Like, if you start like, what? Like, what is this that's happening? Balaam's holding this conversation, and it's because God allowed it to happen. He's allowing him to have a spiritual conversation. Sometimes we look at life and we say, man, it's so frustrating, it's so hard, it's so difficult, I don't know why, and then we beat something, we beat it, we try to go further, it doesn't go further, we yell at it, we slap it, let's go further, it backs us into a corner, we're financially tight, we're strapped, we're emotionally strapped, we're, we're mentally strapped, we're spiritually drained, we can't go anywhere, we're so frustrated, and now instead of doing anything else with our life, we're just mad and frustrated, stuck in this moment, but no, Balaam says, I'm going to talk to this thing, I'm going to try and figure out why aren't we going forward? And if you and I are going to be successful to really hear God's voice, we're going to have to start having spiritual conversations. Balaam starts asking, what's going on? Why aren't we moving? What's happening? Well, oh, man, I'm so frustrated with you. And he's having this spiritual conversation, and God begins to speak through the donkey. You and I need to start asking conversations, asking questions, having conversations that help us understand why are we dealing with all of this struggle? Where's all this frustration coming from? We need to start seeking God's face. We need to start asking. We need to get wise counsel from pastors, elders, spiritually mature people going to counseling. Yes, counseling is a very fine thing to go to. Take my $60 for the next three months. Get me or help me out. 
We need to start asking questions that we can start getting back on track. Here's what happens when you start asking questions. When you start getting, uh, uh, start looking for spiritual answers for these situations of life that we're dealing with, you have to start noticing what God is up to. Verses 31 through 34, point number five. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bows his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would, all, I will, I would also have killed you by now and let her live. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. For I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Look what Balaam does. Balaam sits down and he says, he's having this spiritual conversation and finally, bam, the light bulb goes off. Bam, finally it clicks. Finally it makes sense. God is getting his attention and he's now able to see clearly for the first time. There's been something in his way that's stopping him from going down the path in the direction. And it's all because he sat down and he evaluated the situation. He sat down and said, listen, this is not circumstances. This is not just life. These things are happening for a particular reason. Let me just fall back for a minute and, it, and, and view what's happening. I tell my son, <laughs> tell my sons, today, when you go to football practice, make sure that you pack those extra long sleeve shirts, and you pack that extra hoodie. And they say, I don't want to go look through the hamper to find these clothes, blah, 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 blah. Say, so go find those clothes. And then when we get to football practice 12 hours later, and they come out with short sleeve little shirts on. And I say, where's all that stuff you had? And they say, oh, I didn't want to wear it. I didn't need it. It's too much. I didn't feel looking for it. I said, okay. It's fine. Go have a great day of practice. And two hours later, when I pick them up, <laughs> what's wrong? I'm cold. Cold. All right, well, take all those clothes off, those pads and, and, and jersey off, put your coat on. I don't, I didn't bring my coat because I left that out. I say, man, if you had put on that, that hoodie and long sleeves, it'd been nice and warm today, wouldn't you? Okay, okay, I get it. I get, 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 get it. I get it. I know that you don't understand my plan, but because I've already pulled out the, the, the thing to let me know what the weather's look like, I've gone through Weatherbug and, and, and the Weather Channel. I know that in nine, ten hours, you're going to need this stuff. So I'm sorry it's a hassle that you have to be responsible enough to take your tail to the hamper and find your basket of clothes. I'm sorry that I'm frustrating your morning duties for a few moments. But good God almighty, I got the weather app. I see what the plan is. I see what the bigger picture is. Just go do it. I ain't doing all that because I don't feel like it. That's fine. 12 hours, you got a snot mustache. <laughs> you didn't want to listen to me. 
God has these plans that are so much bigger than what we get. And sometimes these moments that he's asking us to move are very frustrating. They're not what we want to do. They're not in our plans. They weren't in our daily activity list. But God has a plan that's beyond what we can see and understand. And sometimes in order to hear God's voice, you've got to pull back and say, why is God maneuvering all of these pieces? Why is he letting these things unfold? Because he has a bigger, more amazing plan that you and I can imagine. And you have to fall back and let him work out the plan. And even though you and I have this great plan that looks amazing, when life starts to go differently from the plan we have, let's fall back and say, why is he maneuvering these pieces? Look, I didn't plan to be your pastor a few months ago. <laughs> People are laughing. I really didn't. In May... I was in Annapolis, and I was going down to D.C. afterwards, happy to be in Annapolis in May. In June, in July, and in August, I got a phone call at 11.22 at night. I was waiting on Rosie to get off the phone with her girlfriend. They were sitting out on the porch talking on the phone. Yib, 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 yib. I said, yeah, you go ahead and talk. I'll wait for you for... <laughs> I'll wait. Get over here. I'll wait for you in a second. <laughs> I'll wait for you. You just get off the phone, talk it up. I was going to sleep. You ever had plans to go to sleep with somebody? Like, I'll, I'll wait for you. I put my phone on my chest. And in August, the first week of August, at 11.22, there's a phone call that comes in. Hey, just had a great conversation with our, with our elders. What's your feelings about... Ken Allen. There's no other church I want to pastor than Annapolis Centerpoint. But if there's another church I want to pastor, we Centerpoint Ken Allen. That's a really sweet, cool place over there. And from one conversation at 11.22 at night, when I was only thinking about 9.30 service in Annapolis, three months later, here I am. If you didn't vote for me, I'm sorry. You couldn't possibly tell me that, that my D.C. church that we were doing at 11 o'clock was going to start acting all funny and weird and suspicious that made me and Rosie say, well, you know, we had two years committed to this church anyway. Our time's kind of running out. We want to be somewhere, a planet where we are consistently there. And from that conversation at the end of July, here comes a call in August to here we are in November. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> it wasn't even in the plans. But as much as we may have been frustrated at moments, we kept stepping back and saying, what is God trying to do? God speaks to us a lot of times in our circumstances, and sometimes we're going to have to pull back and stop getting so angry and so frustrated and hitting everything from the gym to our spouse to the bottle to our bank account. Just stop hitting everything and hit up God. Wow, that was deep. You thought I went through the hits and I, I hit it all the way. Oh, forget it. Anyway, look. <laughs> He's like, he's like, listen, stop hitting all this stuff and hit, hit me up. Talk to me. Pray to me. Read through this word. Start having conversations with people. Start saying, what do you think God's doing? What is, let's pray. Let's talk. Let's read. Let's study. Let's spend time together. Hit me up and let's talk. And soon as he started, as soon as Balaam started to hit up God, as soon as Balaam started having these spiritual conversations, God opened his eyes to see what the real plan was. God speaks to us through our circumstances. 
I get that it's frustrating. I get that it's hard. I get that it's tough. But God has this amazing plan. Stop focusing on what's so tough and what's so hard and what's so difficult and why didn't it unfold. Stop doing that and pull back and say, okay, God, what's the plan? What's the plan? What do you want? What do you want? Me and Rosie dealing with a what do you want moment right now. Is it okay? Can I share? Like three weeks ago, Rosie gets this notice. We're going to let you go to begin in November. Well, that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> I'm trying to get ready to send kids to school. <laughs> That's not part of the plan. We have a job lined up. It's a beautiful job. It's an amazing job. It's going to get our kids into college for free if we work it for four years. Girl, go get that job. Work it. Did the interview. Called her on her birthday. Said, sorry, we're going in a different direction. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. We got another interview lined up. Girl, go knock it out of the park. She gets up there, forgets the name of the company three times during the interview. <laughs> like, if it's one thing she can do, she can sell water to, to fish. Like, she's, like she's, got, she's got that gift, man. When she's in there, she's in her zone. She has never not ever just knocked it out of the park. And she called me like, dude, I've got the name of the company three times. And they literally were like, thank you. We appreciate it. You have to finish. It's good. No, you're good. You're good. We're good. Yeah. You'll hear from us. What in the world is going on? And for some reason, all the times we keep questioning what's going on, there's still some kind of crazy peace. She can get another job interview, go on the interview, and the whole time we're both like, I don't know if we're really feeling this interview. No, we should be feeling a paycheck right now. But we're not feeling the interview, even though the interview is going to be a great interview and possibly be a great job with lots of great, wonderful money. We're not feeling the interview. Why? Because we're so in tune with God at this point. Oh, uh, what's your plan? When you can get to a point in life when you are frustrated and you are struggling and, and, and things aren't happening the way you wanted to, but still God's voice is more important than your own plan, then we're hearing the voice of God clearly. And our biggest prayer is that we start hearing God's voice through his word, through prayer, and even in the circumstances of life that it just didn't happen, but this is his ultimate plan. Let's figure out how we fit into his plan, not how he'll fit into our plan. When our prayer is that we're fitting into his plan, life changes. Life excels. Our souls increase. We become in tune with the Father, and it's how you can have peace and what people will look at as an unpeaceful situation. Let's pray. As the band comes up and gets us ready for communion, Father God, speak to us. Speak to us in ways that we've never imagined. Speak to us in ways that are clear, clearer than ever before. Father, let us view our circumstances with your lens, with your understanding that your plan is bigger than ours. Your way is more important and more special than our way. That, Father, our hearts would be in tune with you. Speak to us and let us be amazing men and women of God, children of God. Father, let us connect to your will, connect to your plan, and be in your presence. 
Father, let us and our hearts be get ready to enter into communion. Let this mind, let this body recognize where we have missed your plan, where we have fought you. And Father, allow us to ask for forgiveness in these moments. This will be our first step of recommitting, connecting, and being faithful to serve you. Faithful to know you and experience you in this moment of worship and connection and communion. 